Welcome everybody to another Lost Log episode. The Lost Logs are bonus episodes of Captain's Log. This is our second bonus episode. Our first one was a radio drama, uh, an old Vincent Price radio drama called Three Skeleton Key that we did around Halloween time. And this time we are going to be taking a look at a creepypasta by the name of My Romantic Cabin Getaway, written by Felix Blackwell. It looks like it's going to be a three-part series with us splitting the main story into two parts and then coming up, coming back for the follow-up story. Essentially what they are is, as bonus episodes, it means that they don't fit into the main scope of our show. So they're not main episode material. They're more relaxed, they're more off-the-cuff, or they're more out there and experimentive than in comparison to our regular uh, episodes. So, for instance, we did a radio drama. Now we're doing a creepypasta reading. In the future, we will be taking a look at, you know, sensational UFO tabloid magazines and stuff like that. So, you know, we hope that you guys like these. Uh, we are still sort of experimenting with them and see where they go. Uh, for now, this is what the Lost Log series will be. And if you have any suggestions for more relaxed fit episodes and more uh, unscripted material, then write us in to captainsloggcast at gmail.com and let us know your suggestion. You can also DM us on Twitter and Instagram where you can find us uh, under the username at captainslogpod. Anyway, I am talking for way too much. Uh, here is the episode without further ado. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Thank you for listening. And um, you might want to keep the lights on for this one. Okay, so I'm pretty sure, I don't think I've told you this, I'm pretty sure my my apartment is haunted, my apartment building is haunted, mm. because earlier yeah, not this told me week, that. earlier this week, I woke up, I did laundry like late at night, right, and then there was like the last load in the dryer, and I was just like, I'll just get it in the morning, um, and then I guess so I go out, and it's like 7 a.m., and uh, I'm getting the load, the, the, the laundry out of the dryer, and I like swear to God, I see a person, right, like walking, mm-hmm. like like down this hallway right. to the to a different apartment. Uh-huh. I swear to God, I saw him, but no, I never heard a door open or n- nothing ever happened after that. So that was weird. But then last night, right? Mm-hmm. Last night, I wake up. I am awoken uh-huh. in searing pain at 3 a.m. on the dot. Witching hour, baby. And I am 100% sure that there is a demon... Or a ghost in my apartment that's making me drink six gin and tonics every night and then have <laughs> severe heartburn right at 3 a.m. And I don't like huh. it. Huh. Wow, that's 
It's spooky. That's very scary. It's you know, just I have every a, night. Yeah, I have a I have a Jesuit priest friend in in mm-hmm. Des Moines. I'll give him a call and send him your way because that is that's terrifying. It's <laughs> probably a good. It's just every and it's every weekend. This demon possesses me and makes me drink gin and tonics until I have heartburn. That is so strange. It's pretty you know, I've spooky. got I've got the. Um, <laughs> I've got, I, yeah, I have one that does the same thing. I've got this demon that it possesses me and it makes me really horny. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's, I'm really concerned. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We should look into getting some help. <laughs> uh... Well, welcome everyone to our second Lost Log episode. Uh, we're so glad you can make it. Um, as the introduction said, these episodes are much more lax, much more a chill. We're not, you know, following a script. It's all off the cuff. It's all improv, baby. Um, <laughs> so today for this one, we decided to take a look at a creepy pasta and just sort of react to it and give our, you know, you know this, you know the huge. Uh, so the one we're going to be taking a look at is one that we've Covered on the show before, actually, but because of time, we never finished it, and um, it actually got a lot better <laughs> as I read it than, than what we read on the show. So it's called My Romantic Cabin Getaway. It was actually suggested uh, to me twice by um, a friend of the log. Uh, his name is uh, my bu- a friend of mine, Gavin, mm-hmm. I will say. I'll just say his first oh, name. Oh, Gavin. Gavin. Yeah, Gavin. Good yeah. old Gavin. Um, so, so a little bit of a background on the story. Well, it's it's a. I don't even. I mean, maybe I won't even say anything about it because it it explains itself as it goes along. <laughs> so maybe, basically, it's a story of a couple and they go stay at this cabin in Colorado, and strange things happen. So I guess there's. Let's just get into it then. Are Are you ready? Dig in. My fiance and I are from California, but her family lives in Colorado, and they own a cabin near Pikes Peak, way Already up in the mountains. Too much detail. Right. Just tell us you're going to a cabin. Right. After visiting them, they recommended we go stay at, a ca- at the cabin a few days. We're avid hikers, and we jumped at the opportunity. Colorado is very rich Native American folk legend. Virtually every place you go used to belong to an indigenous community. Hey, real quick, uh, all of it used to belong to an indigenous community. I don't know if you that's, know this. That's actually <laughs> all not of, true because all... they didn't even believe in owning land, Jose. So <laughs> checkmate. Oh, boy. There we go. You got me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and the few of them who remain keep the traditions and stories alive. Pikes Peak is no different. There are enough stories and gift shops to give anybody the sense that the land itself is alive. I don't know if this has anything to do with what is happening, but maybe someone here is from Colorado and could help us connect the dots. Faye and I are currently at the cabin. It's day four, and we were planning on leaving today. But things have gotten very strange around here, and it looks like we're going to be here a while longer. We have enough food for a winter, and the heater is in stellar order, but the Wi-Fi is terrible at best. And there is virtually no cell reception. We feel isolated. Uh, I will try to respond to comments. But the internet dips out for uh, hours at a time up here. It's very convenient, right? 
Well, it's also just like, I don't know. I guess they haven't explained why they're staying all winter, but it's just like, it seems like they could just leave. He has time to post on Reddit. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Oh, no, I'm in, I'm in trouble, but I have enough time to, to post on Reddit. <laughs> to make an in-depth vlog yeah. about it. The first weird thing that happened was the snow. There was no snow in the forecast, so we packed light. But on our first night here, just our luck, a blizzard pounded the whole area. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. My little Corolla is basically a brick of ice outside, and there's no way I'm going to make it the six-mile drive down the mountain to the town. I blame myself for trusting Colorado in the spring. Yeah, you should, because no one... Who's dumb enough to go up into a mountain and just be like, oh, it's definitely not... It says it's not supposed to snow. Yeah, so it's I don't know. definitely not gonna. Triple check, you know? like. Yeah, put on a... Bring a, I'd still bring a coat and yeah. maybe a car that can handle snow anyway. Mm. All right. After a day, Thursday, of lovely hiking and sightseeing, some really unsettling stuff started happening. When we returned to the cabin just before dusk, we found an enormous dream catcher dangling from a tree about a dozen yards from the back door. This wasn't the kind of, this isn't the kind you're imagining, the kind where you buy from a novelty shop. This thing was made from twigs and twine, which is... Most dream mm-hmm. catchers, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Anyway, uh, I mean, I guess some have like feathers on them, but yeah. still, that's about it. Anyway, um, and it's about three feet in mm, diameter. Okay, so big boy. Absolutely humongous. There we go. Neither Faye nor I were stupid enough to touch it. We're veteran horror movie fans, and we know that's how you get cursed. If the snow melts a bit, I'll get back out there and I'll snap a picture and post it. Uh, the ni- that night, while we were eating dinner, we heard a bunch of noises in the woods outside. Twigs crunching, leaves rustling, etc. This isn't unusual because we saw some elk and deer on our hike, but, it sound- but the sounds were slow and purposeful. They stopped and started and were rhythmic, like someone was casing the area in a crescent shape. I can hear, you could, they could hear a crescent shape. Oh my god, is that a crescent shape? What are they doing? Wait, hold on. Oh, that's a triangle. Oh, oh. That's definitely a triangle. You can hear the triangle <laughs> in it. Um, I used my really bright tactical flashlight to look outside from the porch, but there was nothing there. Uh, we stayed in all day on Friday and just cuddled slash hung out and played some of the board games we brought and some of the Super Nintendo games they had in the cabin. And Donkey Kong Country 2 I have considered stealing because it's the greatest game ever made. Okay, because we're reading this, all I can imagine is this is you and I yeah. in this cabin now. We're cuddling, we're, cuddling, we're, we're hanging taking out. Taking turns to taking writing t- this story. We should do that. Let's go on a romantic cabin getaway. Absolutely. It snowed again, and after dark, we started hearing more noises. Around 1 a.m., Faye woke me up and told me she was hearing a voice outside. I strained to listen and thought I could make out the sound of a man crying very far away but his voice was drowned out by the wind, so I wasn't absolutely certain of what I heard. We went back to sleep, but again around 4.45 a.m., we heard him more distinctly and closer. He sounded like he was calling for help, but he would dip into another language that I've never heard before. I mean, when it's not the language that you know, do you really know if you've heard it before? Do you know what I mean? Dios mio! I've never heard that. I've never never heard heard of that before in my life. We called the... Fuck! (laughs) Oh, what is he... What could he be saying? Oh, what was that? (laughs) We called the ranger station at the bottom of the hill using my cell phone, and they told us they'd get up there and check it out. We never saw them, and I doubt they ever came. I want to be a ranger for a a summer. I would love to do that. 
I think it would probably be super die, fun. But... It's probably not as fun as I'm imagining it. It's probably not just walking mm -hmm. around yeah. uh, in the woods, but uh, yeah, it does, it does sound fun. Yeah. On Saturday, shit got really scary. It snowed again in the morning, and I stopped getting service for most of the day. Jose and I watched movies and tried to <laughs> Skype with his family, but that didn't work. He sent me to sleep early around 8 while I did some photo editing on my laptop in the living room. He woke up crying hysterically. When I asked him what was wrong, he said he'd had a dream that he'd lost, he was lost in the woods and something was following him. I cuddled with him until he fell back asleep, and eventually I drifted off too. Jose woke me up around 1 a.m. You gotta stop laughing because I'm not stopping. This is it now. He was absolutely beside himself. I've never seen him so afraid in my life. Just the look on his face really unsettled me. He told me that he had heard the man I was doing a Robert De Niro impression. And you were like, oh my god. You look like you're sucking a lemon, you said. <laughs> but he recognized the voice. He was absolutely convinced that it was his grandfather's voice and that he was wandering around outside begging for help. Jose's grandpa died when we were seniors in college four years ago. I told him that he was dreaming, but then I heard the voice too. I'd never met the guy, so I wouldn't recognize his voice, but it did sound different from the night before. It sounded older. I had to do everything I could to keep him from running off into the woods. I'm gonna run off into the him. woods to look no, for him. No, Jose, stop. No, you can't. You know it's not your grandfather. No, what are you, what are you talking about? My grandpa who died in, in Mexico, he's definitely here in Colorado four oh, years later. Jose? Grandpa? It's me. I'm in the woods. Okay, let, hang on. Let me put my coat on. <laughs> yeah, come... Quick, run deep into the woods, deep and deep into these woods. Hey, I'm uh, I, I'm putting my boots on. Hang on. Come hang out with me, Jose. What are you doing? Well, I heard my grandpa's voice out there. Why are you putting your boots on? And he you told heard, me to I'm go sorry. deep into the woods. No, you're not gonna do that. You know the the woods that we were just terrified of last night. Yeah, but it's you're my grandpa. Prepared. Okay, but you know it's not your grandpa, right? But I heard him. It sounded older, and I had to do everything I could to keep him from running off in the woods looking for him. Eventually, he realized that the possibility of him being out there was absurd, so we put on a movie at a good volume and fell back asleep. My cell phone wouldn't connect a single call. What happened last night, Sunday, was the thing that has sent me over the edge. Essentially, the same thing happened. What? What? <laughs> it's oh, as was... the day before, I guess. Around 1am, at which point I was still awake, almost expecting the noise to happen, I heard a voice. This time, Hello? it was a woman's. Hello? No, it's no thank you. Me. Oh, okay. No, no thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> okay. Thankfully, it was distant enough that it didn't wake Mason. I walked into the bathroom and... <laughs> this is so stupid. I walked into the bathroom and cracked the window open just a tiny bit. The frosty air that came through the cracks seemed like a death sentence to me as a Californian. No, to me as a Utah. Nobody could survive outside for long in that, not without serious military-grade winter gear. And yet someone was wandering the fuck around out there, stepping on twigs and crying. I like how they're like, it's, it's ridiculous that it's your grandfather, but it's definitely a person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, who? I would be like, oh, no, that's probably like a, uh, probably a, an animal of some sort. An animal, the wind, or maybe a monster that wants to kill us. So let's not go out there. Yeah, it's definitely way, not a person, though. I'm good. <laughs> I'm a reasonable, skeptical, sometimes arrogant agnost, but I'm telling you, 
the voice sounded exactly like my mother's. Jose? 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 Ama? Is that you? What are you doing out here? Yes! My mom is alive and well and living in Southern California. So my no, brain. I'm here in the mountains! <laughs> so my brain instantly cramped to the sound of her voice out here in the Rocky Mountains. I would know my mother's voice anywhere. I think we all would. You all would know my mother's voice. I know your mom's voice yeah. very well. And I'm telling you, I'm about 90% sure it was hers, which is way, way too sure to not scare the shit out of me. I grabbed my light and went outside with a blanket wrapped around me and my hiking boots on. I took a great idea. Great also, just idea. I'd be like, no dummy, that's not your grandfather. Oh my God, my mother's out there. Just, <laughs> just like immediately out the door. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. I circled the entire cabin and looked around. There was snow pushed out of the way in a big meandering pattern that snaked in and out of the tree line. Like someone was drunkenly shuffling around. Maybe they it were injured. It was me, Mason. It was Mason, the drunk. <laughs> the path went right up the bathroom window and then back into the woods. Each time the voice called out, I shouted, Mom? Or, Who's there? Or, Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Your mom. Mommy? And each time the voice receded further into the woods. I'm pretty certain I was trying, it was trying to coax me deeper and deeper into the forest away from the cabin. I'm still alive because I'm not an idiot, even though yeah. I went outside. So I walked, I thought as I walked back, wrapped in a blanket in the middle of a mountain blizzard. <laughs> I'm not going to die like some dumbass in a bad horror movie. I went <laughs> <laughs> He's going to die like a dumbass in a good horror movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I went back inside and made sure we were locked down tight. Since I can't call the ranger station, I'm posting this instead. I will keep you updated. Edit, 9.30 p.m. Monday. I've been able to get online twice today. I wish I knew more about electronics, but I'm a history teacher. Sigh. <laughs> um, let me tell you this right now. All of my history teachers have at least been capable enough to get online. What? Well, I'm, I would say that's not true because it's a requirement to be a history teacher. You have to live like a Puritan. Oh, you know what? They weren't stuff. history teachers. You're right. They were also mm -hmm. coaches. Yeah. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Also, what's up with all coaches being the history teacher? Because uh, history. American education is. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw shade at history teachers. I really like a lot of history teachers, but it's probably because his teaching history is a lot easier than yeah teaching things. Because you're just like then this happened. Yeah, then true. Then this happened. Then this happened. You know what I That's mean? That's probably why I wanted to be a history teacher at some point in my life. Ever, who hasn't wanted to be yeah. a history teacher in their life? Anyway. So this guy, this this dummy can't figure out how to get online because he's a history. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I don't think I can fix the Wi-Fi or predict when it'll work. Okay. All right. Sure. I can send and receive emails and some Reddit posts, but I cannot load some websites or view photos. You have a virus from all that porn. I, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I, Jose put a new block on the webs on the computer that won't let me access some of my favorite websites. Uh, Jose hasn't been feeling well since noon. He developed a stomach ache and has been intermittently, intermittently throwing up. We both ate the same thing, and I feel fine, so I'm not sure what it is. He sometimes gets like this when he gets worked up. That's Although true. I'm agnostic slash atheist, he is very Catholic, <laughs> and it's. And is pretty convinced that something supernatural I would. is going on. That's the thing, is this part does fit. Is I, 
Immediate, if we like, were on a trip, you'd be like, it's the fucking wind or something. And I would be like, Mm-mm, no. Uh, yeah, I, dude, no. we made fun of this guy, but I would have been like, I'm going the fuck out there <laughs> figuring out what the fuck's going on. This just and flashbacks he, to that time we heard of a dog barking in the middle of a fucking graveyard at like <laughs> two in the morning. And you were like, let's go see what it is. And I was like, what? No. <laughs> well, yeah, because what if it was a ghost? <laughs> no. All right. Well, I can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, no need for alarm at the moment. He does not have a fever, and I'm keeping him hydrated and in high spirits. I'm, I'm <laughs> high with marijuana. <laughs> keeping you in high spirits. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> he seems to be on the mend, and he went to sleep about one and a half hours ago. Some noises to report. Cackling, repetitive vocalizations in the forest, probably 100 yards out, you know, blah, blah, blah. The tree line starts about 20 yards away from the cabin, so the sound is coming from much deeper. Some movement is spotted behind the tree line at dusk, but could be elk, deer, etc. Couldn't see very much, keeping all the curtains closed, windows locked, furniture in front of the door and the back door. I'm checking on Jose every half hour. His dad will be, my dad will be here. I forgot it was my dad coming. My dad will be here in the late morning to pick us up and dig my car out. Another Redditor near us pointed out that I am an idiot for not double checking the weather. And yes, you are correct. I promise I'll provide a new update as as a new post tomorrow should anything significant happen. Elk noises scare the fuck out of me. You ever heard like an elk just like start screaming? Like every deer noise, you know, every deer-like creature go like, Like Yeah, Yeah, it's terrifying. Have you ever heard a moose? I was fucking chased by one, man. But yes, I have heard them. They're terrifying. They're scary as fuck. They make Terry noises. Yeah. Terry. I got scary scary and terrible. Confused. (laughs) Just got to a moose being like, hi, I'm Terry. Hello, I'm Terry. I'm sorry for the delay, everyone. We're collecting ourselves. Sorry for any formatting issues. I'm writing this on my phone. Faze, Mason's dad picked us up in his truck. He bought, he brought his buddy with him, who is now following us in my car. A lot of things happened last night. Some things I won't share because I'm not sure how to interpret them yet. I'm not even sure I understand what happened. But here are the most important things. I also managed to get some recordings, which I'll try to upload when we get home to California in a few days. I tried to stay awake last night until 1am because over the past few nights, that is the approximate time the noises change from rustling slash branches, crackling to voices. I didn't make it. I fell asleep on the couch with my laptop open, dick in my hand, waiting for the Wi-Fi to come back. <laughs> I think this was about 12.30 a.m. I woke up right around 1.15 to a muffled noise, uh, muffled voice. In my sleepy days, I struggled to figure out where it was coming from. I thought it was just outside the living room window, so I sat there quietly trying to make the words out. It was a woman's voice and said things like, A few, a few days. days. Oh, yeah. It's not mine. I'm not alone. Okay. (laughs) I got up and peeked out the curtains and didn't see anyone. But then the voice said, It's my parents. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. It's my parents' house. And I knew the voice was Mason's. As I mentioned earlier, my my co-host has an undiagnosed sleep disorder and has extensive sleep talk and sometimes sleepwalks. He has had pronounced night terror since he was a little kid. I'll post a story on that someday. I walked into the bedroom to... To find Mason sleeping on his tummy as usual. <laughs> I do sleep on my tummy. I do too. It's comfy. He didn't say anything else as I came in. Two things really disturbed me about the situation though. The first is that he appeared to be having a conversation with someone, which is actually quite common for him, but the person she was converse, he was conversing with was interrogating him, asking him questions about himself, me, the cabin, etc. 
Second, in his sleep, Mason was imitating another voice. It wasn't his that he was speaking with. He was altering the pitch and tone to sound like a different person. My modus operandi is to not wake her up when he to not wake him up when he has sleep disturbances. There's a story behind this. Expect one someday. Instead, I gently <laughs> I gently rub his back and hair which calms him and puts him back to restful sleep. I did this for a few minutes, but then there was another noise off in the distance outside. I got up and walked to the window to listen. I think this was the first time that I really felt scared enough that I felt like we were in real danger. It was a child singing in the dark. I couldn't really make out much of what she slash he was saying, but I'm certain that it was a child, probably age 68, 6 to 8. I did this last time. I always say 68. <laughs> Probably age six to eight, trying to sing a song. I guess I'm trying. Huh? I, what is he singing? Let me see if I can recognize the song. Uh, let's see. What, what what song would a child sing? Hello. California girls, a major popsicle, Daisy. Hey. Are you gonna do the Snoop Dogg rapping part two or no? Baby, you're uh, okay. dark horse. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> the snow had abated for a while now, and the stars were notably bright, so I could see all the way to the rim of the forest about 20 yards out. There was a figure standing there just past the first trees, back facing me, looking up at either the moon or the tops of the trees. It stood so still that I convinced myself it was a tree stump or something, and in a few minutes... It was no longer visible. My skeptical nature compels me to be reasonable and say my eyes were playing tricks on me. When I turned around, Mason was sitting straight up in bed, eyes closed. He does this a lot in his sleep. He craned his neck and said something like, Don't let them in. Or, Don't let them inside. She, he was still doing the weird voice, so I woke him up. Jose and I sat in the bedroom with the lights on, talking about what we should do. I tried to get online to send him an, to send an email to his parents. Of course, it doesn't work when you need it. We agreed to stay in the same room and try to fall back asleep. At one point, I got up to get to get him some water. He hadn't vomited in several hours now, and he was feeling a lot better. And out the kitchen window, I saw flashes of pale light. They weren't like flashes you'd see when someone walks through the woods with a flashlight. They were more like... If someone had a lantern that they could slowly turn on and off. I flicked on the porch lights to the front and side of the house, hoping that it would discourage anyone from trying to approach. But as I walked back to the bedroom, I saw a distinct outline of a person through the window. Uh, they were pressed up against the glass with their hands on it, trying to peer inside. Since it was dark in the living room and bright outside, I could clearly see their silhouette. I shouted and approached the window, but the person ran off before I pulled the curtain open. I do want to point out that even though we're switching in between saying Mason and then Jose, this is all written from the point of view of the man in this in this couple. Mm -hmm. yeah, so you think it's is that I don't know. I guess so that people don't get confused. Maybe yeah, well, maybe we should fine. just. Nah, okay, I'm okay. doing it. We're into it. Okay, now. <laughs> I like being in the story. Yeah, Mason slept soundly, but I continued to hear voices outside, different ones, on and off all night until dawn. I wrote several of them down. I couldn't sleep, so I camped out in the living room. I kept the bedroom door open so I could hear Mason if he started talking again. The voices would go away for hours and then start back up again. At one point I fell asleep because I was awoken by the sound of a light switch flicking on and off. From the couch I could see light from outside going on and off in patterns of five. I can't explain why this disturbed me so much, but it did. 
I imagine some kind of horrible creature standing in my house somewhere, flipping the light switch up and down and smiling. <laughs> Nosferatu! <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. My, fir- <laughs> my first instinct was to check on Mason, and I nearly had a heart attack when I saw that he wasn't in bed. And then it just cuts to you like drinking in the in the in the kitchen, and you're like, "Oh, hey, just taking a shit while housing a bottle of shit." <laughs> I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I started calling his name and pacing around the house, looking out the windows to see if he was outside. When I looked out the kitchen window, there he was, sitting on the hood of my car, about thirty feet out in the driveway. His back was to me, and he was staring off into the forest. Ass spread wide open. <laughs> Ah, no, come on, put that away. (laughs) He was absolutely rigid. Oh, okay. (laughs) Whoa. Just the way he sits up in bed when he's asleep. (laughs) God damn it. Mason has sleepwalked all over the house back in California. I found him in the kitchen and the downstairs hallway and the living room, but he's never gone outside. I shouted his name from the kitchen, but the second I did, Mason jumped off my car and dashed into the woods at full sprint. He never looked back at me. I started flipping out and screamed his name over and over. I scrambled to get my, grab my boots to go after him, but the second I pulled the front door open, Mason called out my name from behind. Jose? <laughs> Jose? Jose? He, he was standing in the hall, looking confused, asking me what was wrong. Apparently, he had been in the bathroom in my masculine <laughs> crusade. I forgot to check there. How do you just f- taking a shit and drinking this bottle of gin? What's happening? Oh, I thought you were spreading your ass cheeks with a fucking rock hard boner on my car. <laughs> See, and then you ran into the. You know that's my shit and gin time. <laughs> oh, you're right. Apparently, he had been in the bathroom and in my masculine crusade. I'd forgotten to check there. I looked at my car and into the forest. And honestly, my first thought that came to my mind was. You clever girl. <laughs> no, you clever motherfucker is what he said. Needless to say, we stayed up the remaining few hours until dawn, intermittently writing down the voices we heard, which faded away and became less frequent with the passage of time. I'll try to get the recordings up in a few days. For now, here is the list of voices we heard. We recalled some of their voices from the previous nights from memory, but I figured you'd uh, like to know what was being said throughout the duration of this lovely cabin experience. I will return to Colorado, but fuck Pike Peaks. A man's voice, vaguely familiar, but couldn't put a face to it uh, over the past several nights. Hello? Oh, God, look at it. Look. Hello? Don't. Don't. They see in the dark. I'm lost. I'm lost. What you? What you? What you? Walmart. Watch you, watch you, watch you, Walmart, Walmart. It's very dark. I see those lights. Wow, I'll come down there. Wow, don't smile. Oh my God, don't Owen smile. Wilson. I see you. Hi, Jose Mason. I'm here to teach you about the dangers wow. of not checking the weather. Yeah, wow. A woman's voice uh, sounded age 20-ish last night. <gasps> that was just a gasp. Yeah, gasp in horror slash surprise. <gasps> Lay it on the ground and burn it. Turn it. Maybe turn it. 
la 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 <laughs> she talks in her sleep she's talking to me now a child sounded about six to eight years old uh oh of indeterminate sex i thought it said intermediate <laughs> sex and i was like what the fuck <laughs> it's me wow <laughs> I'm playing a child. Wow. Now. Ow, wow. Ow. I hurt my leg. Ow. <laughs> oh, so me, I do. Why do I do? Eat, eat, eat. I am a vacant, naked soul. Me, I do. <laughs> uh, singing. Not sure if this is actually English or if my mind is just forcing the sounds into English. When do we go inside? When do we go inside? When do we go inside? It's oh, like yeah, it sounded like a robot trying to mimic a child. Voice of my mother, stab. <laughs> Laughing, joking, as if she recognized... She has. A, she has a rec recognizable Bostonian accent. Uh, look oh, at the windows. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was trying to do... I don't Mark Wahlberg? Do... That's why <laughs> I was like... Wow, yeah. Uh, wow is my other is my Mark Wahlberg word, too. Wow, yeah, I'm just a guy. I, anyway, yeah. Okay. Look at the windows. Do you see it? And voice of Faye's grandfather a few nights ago. Lots of indiscriminable, indiscernible <laughs> and calling for help. Something about the war? There's bodies in the ground there. Never found them, but they're right there. Right here. Right here. Wee, they found it. They found it. What do they find, yeah. Grandpa? <laughs> oh, I'm standing in the same place. 20 years. By the way, I forgot to check to see if the Dreamcatcher is still there out back. You're welcome to drive out there and look for yourself, though. So that night, we sat down with Faye's mom, Laura, in her <clears> bedroom <throat> while her dad was watching the news downstairs. Her mom was so upset at the stories we told her. I mean, she was visibly disturbed to the point of being in tears. She kept apologizing to Faye and hugging her. Laura told us that they'd purchased the cabin from their good friend, Jennifer, I think, who moved to Nevada about 20 years ago, and that Jennifer and her husband had complained about all sorts of weird experiences while living there. Her husband, Tom, like myself, was fond of hiking and exploring the woods, and, call, and collected tons of arrowheads and, near, and other neat trinkets he'd found on his travels around Pikes Peak. But Jennifer started having uh, dreams about Tom being dragged off into the woods from their bedroom. She had all kinds of horrific nightmares about him being skinned and pinned up in the trees like some kind of macabre artwork. Jennifer said that while Tom was at work, she would occasionally hear the voice of her daughter, who died in childhood of some kind of bone cancer, calling, Mommy? 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 Hello, Mom? From the edge of the forest. Jennifer's doctor claimed it was the medication she was on and changed her meds. Tom got a new job in Vegas, and they basically noped out of there. On a lighter note, Tom hanged himself in the garage two years after they moved. No note or anything. Nice. Nice. Anyway, Laura, Faye's, uh, Mason's mom, and Greg, Mason's dad, I forgot about it, I forgot, only used the cabin as a get getaway in summers. Laura never experienced anything beyond weird feelings while she was there, and she choked that up to... Should that have chalked. been chalked? Yeah, yeah, it should be chalked. She chalked yeah. that up to all of the... Chalked. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> And she chalked that up to all the crazy stories Jennifer had told her. 
Greg, however, who suffers from PTSD-related nightmares and occasionally experienced exacerbated sleep disturbances in the cabin, over the years he became reluctant to go there and claimed that all of the things he'd seen in Vietnam came back to him when he slept there. Allegedly, some of the people he saw get killed would come back to talk to him in his dreams at that cabin. The last time he stayed there, he woke up in a dream to find a few of them sitting in the bedroom with him, maimed, rotted, etc. He privately maintained that to Laura that he also heard their voices in the forest, crying, begging, screaming for their mothers, etc. Oh, and guess what time he always heard them? What, what time? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> ask. Didn't say. <laughs> um... Laura told us, my mom told us, that she honestly did not believe there was anything really wrong with the cabin. Jose was extremely pissed and let uh, and let my mom have it. They kind of ended our visit on a bad note. Later that night, I was reading up and Jose was sleeping next to me. He always falls asleep before me. That man could sleep, <laughs> could fall asleep on a pile of rocks. He started mumbling in his sleep, so I listened carefully and here were a few things I heard him say. Never. 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 No, I wouldn't. On the mountain. I can't. Why? His name? We don't know you. We don't know you! No, it's Felix. Or Mason. No, it's Mason. That's my name. (laughs) About two hours later, he woke up by nudging me in his sleep and saying, Tell the man in the hall to leave. This set me over the fucking edge. So I got up to go to the bathroom and get some water. I didn't find anything strange and had a very time hard time falling asleep after that. Can you imagine that? Like, Cheyenne wakes you up and she's oh, just God. like, Hey, Mason, will you tell the guy standing at the door to leave? Like, what the <sighs> fuck? Well, dude, I... It'd be scarier gotta... for me because I... I sleep alone, so it's like, that's two <laughs> two ghosts. You're going to be terrified when I wake you up tonight. And be like, Jose, get that guy out of the <laughs> room. And you're like, oh, Mason, don't worry. I'll, uh, nothing's there. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> wait. Just like rolling over and there's no one there. Ugh. She's like, Mason, there's nobody there. Go back to bed. Wait a minute. Wait a damn second. <laughs> oh, man. The, this morning, we heard back from the guy who went up to the cabin to check it for gas leak slash carbon monoxide, at the behest of a few scrupulous Redditors. The guy mentioned that radon is a really big problem in some of these old places in the mountain. He's some kind of super badass handyman with all kinds of equipment. So he wrangled up one of the peak rangers, and they went up to the place together. Apparently, they, there were tracks all around the house, a dozen pairs of them, like a large group of people had been wandering around looking inside the windows. All of the windows and doors were sealed and the way we left them. When they got inside, some stuff was moved around. The silverware drawer was emptied onto the kitchen floor and turned upside down. The power was completely dead. The weirdest thing was that there was water all over the bed and on the floor. But our guy... That's um, classic. I've seen this a thousand times. A group of homeless people break into a house, dump the silverware, and have a piss party on the bed. (laughs) Another case made for the for the mountain rangers. Let's go, boys. But our guy checked for leaks in the ceiling and the bathroom pipes. And nothing. Nothing had been stolen from the house, not even food. Some of the old clothes in the bedroom closet were strewn on the ground, but nothing stolen. Like maybe someone was trying them on slash smelling them. That's mm, me. Man, that's Guilty as charged. That's part of this. They break in, they'll try on the clothes, and they, and they sniff them. They sniff them real good. The ranger said that there were legends about the mountain, something about the thing, something about things that sort of act like people, but they come out of the old abandoned mines. 
Greg's friend couldn't remember the name the ranger gave them. It was in a native language. I asked Greg to ask the ranger about the sounds I heard, especially the, specifically the wachu wachu womai womai. And he said it's a widely recognizable chant, but he doesn't know what it means. Anyone oh yeah, everybody knows what that is. Ah, you what is it? Oh, I have I no know. idea. <laughs> no radon, no carbon monoxide, and no gas. The place is all electric. He checked for mold, but said it was unlikely that there would be any all the way up here. He did say it's possible that there's some kind of electrical problem and that this can sometimes cause people to feel very unsettled and maybe have hallucinations. He has some kind of Geiger counter or a gadget that detects issues like this, but it was broken when he tried to use it. I'm going to keep a close eye on fate. She's still shaken up about all this. A Mason. He's still shaken up about all this. If there's anything left to report, I'll let you know. Update 421.16. We have begun hearing voices outside our home. Jose is very upset and feels that I might have exasperated things by the said there. <coughs> Sorry, oh no! A ghost started choking me in the middle of that. Jose is really upset and feels that I might have exacerbated these strange circumstances by giving them widespread exposure online. I'm going to go dark for a few days you know and how, see if that helps. You know how ghosts read Reddit? <laughs> You talk, I saw you talking shit on me on Reddit. I saw well, your fucking I did see, post. That's the idea of, uh, what's a, what are they called, tulpas? Do you know what a tulpa oh, is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Where it's like the idea yeah. that like, it, the, the more people, the like more, Santa you, Claus. Yeah, you bring it into existence, in, yeah. Yeah, by, uh, by believing in it. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe she's got a point. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go dark for a few days and see if that helps. Don't worry about us. We have a few close friends looking out for us. They know the entire goddamn story. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Just, I would assume this is a later update, but they didn't say. Um, hi, everyone. I just want to make a quick update, as promised, because Jose and I are flying back to California shortly. Jose is back to normal, feeling great. I just watched him eat a huge plate of chicken parmesan yesterday. Mm, this fucking chicken parmesan, bro. I really wish you'd start using silverware, Jose. It's just, it grosses me out. You know that. No, you get the, you get to you suck your fingers. S- you have sauce up to your elbows. <laughs> Um, the first thing I should mention is that Jose's father has been very reluctant to talk about the cabin or the weird experiences we'd had up there. Because, you know, he watched his best friends die in <laughs> Vietnam and were like, hey, tell us about hey, how the you ghost. saw your Jimmy's rotting corpse again, would you? Um, anyway, sorry, I got a text right from my dad. <gasps> it was asking me about money. I have a, I have a lot of debt to my dad. <laughs> yeah, when the fuck are you going to pay me? <laughs> I'm sending someone to break your fucking knees. Dad, stop. I'm doing a podcast with my friend. Oh, you're doing another podcast. That's great. That's going to pay the bills, Mason. Really good job. Keep podcasting. It will one day, Dad. Just wait. You don't understand. You'll have to do it with crutches. Oh, are you? It's a good thing you don't need to walk when you do your podcast. Oh, are you another white 20-year-old male with glasses and a podcast? Yeah, I bet they're really interesting. Oh, anyway. (laughs) All right, the first thing I should mention is that Jose's father was very reluctant to talk about the cabin or the weird experiences we had there. He kept trying to change the subject and was generally in a bad mood, which is actually pretty normal for him. He's a really grumbly Vietnam veteran and has been in the army since he was... Young, his personality is exactly what you'd imagine it. Jose He's still trying him, to get that Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, again, it's just like, yeah, because he got drafted yeah. to a war he didn't want to fight and watched yeah. a bunch of people die. There's a yeah. reason Vietnam vets are grumbly. Yeah. You fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. 
He's like, he's being a fucking asshole. It's like, you're a dad. fucking history teacher. Replaying Shut up. a bullet getting ripped through another 19 year old's fucking skull. Um, anyway, Jose asked him bluntly, if something is wrong with that cabin, why would you let us go up there in the first place? His response was, talk to your mother. So many people have messaged me for an update, but I stopped responding because things have gotten worse since we returned home to California. I feel it's time to say what's going on here. I'm sorry that this is long, but I want to document everything. Mason and I flew back from Colorado on Wednesday afternoon. He slept the entire flight, despite the noise which amazed me. I can't sleep on planes because I'm absolutely terrified of flying. I'd rather stay another night in that cabin. <laughs> I'd rather the I'd rather die in a plane crash than to a ghost. Well, I don't know if that's true, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like at least with a plane crash, I'm like, well, this makes sense. I yeah. Mean, I knew I, I took a gamble when I got on a piece of metal mm-hmm. that flies. Yeah. With a ghost, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I just came here to jerk off he, in nature. What <laughs> Why if do he eat my butthole first? Yeah. I don't know what a ghost does. When we get home, when we got home, I ordered a pizza and Mason wolfed it down. His appetite has returned in full force, which is great news. Not, not for my, figure. not for my wallet. <laughs> you were gonna say that you're gonna say you're figured, for, weren't you? But then I said it first. You had to change. <laughs> I mentioned this. The, I mentioned this in my original post. But Mason has an undiagnosed sleep disorder. He has pronounced night terrors, sleep talking, and occasional sleepwalking. This disorder lies dormant ninety percent of the time, but it tends to flare up when he's under a lot of stress. If we're moving, if he's changing jobs, or if a relative dies, I can expect a night of horrifying talking and odd behavior. Needless to say, our experiences at the cabin have set Mason on edge. Although he's in high spirits, he's still afraid at night, and I am too. That night after pizza, he fell asleep on the couch while we watched Wedding Crashers. Wow. Wow. At around 10 p.m., the movie ended, and I turned off the TV off. As I brought our plates to the kitchen, I passed the stairwell and heard a faint noise from upstairs that sounded like a man sighing. I shrugged it off and woke Mason up. We brushed our teeth and went to bed. Um, Jose talked in his sleep uh, a lot that night, and it started about 1 a.m. I woke up to hear him calling out, What did you- Oh, you can go. What did you do? And- Do you need help? Also. (laughs) That was really loud. It was unsettling, that's for sure. This isn't really usual for him. He babbled occasionally and said a few funny things, which that's about as much as I can count on him for. And I woke up again around four and heard him talking, but this time he was doing something he's never done before. We've been together almost five years, and not once has he ever whispered in his sleep. But now he was whispering with her, with his back turned to me. For a second, I thought someone was lying on the floor at the edge of her bed talking back to her. This disturbed the shit out of me, so I sat up, leaned over, trying to get a listen in the dark. The only thing I heard him discernibly say was, Shh. I asked him, Jose, what are you talking about? He didn't respond. I said, who are you talking to? And he replied, Don't. And nudged me. Another unusual thing happened at about 5.45. I woke up to Jose getting back into bed. He hurried into the bedroom from the hall and back into bed quickly, making zero attempt to not wake me up. First of all, Jose does not get up. Ever. Except for all the times he sleepwalks that I talked about (laughs) earlier. (laughs) Anyway. uh, He sleeps like a dead horse. 
And even if he went to the bathroom in the middle of the night, which he never does, the bathroom is, n is not down the hall, it's in our bedroom. When I asked him what he was doing the next morning, he claimed to have no memory of it. I spent all day Thursday thinking about why Mason was still acting weird. I was the one who found the dream catcher and got close to it. I was the one who interacted with the voices of the cabin. And then I remembered something. On our last night in Colorado, at his parents' house, Mason got back into bed at around the same time. 5.45 a.m. Not p.m. A.m. <laughs> I, bar <laughs> I barely remembered because I was half asleep, but the image returned to my head. He's been getting up really, really early for a few days. So last night I set my phone's alarm to vibrate and I put the time to 4.45 a.m. In the middle of the night, Mason started talking again. This time he was doing the same thing he did at the cabin, changing his voice to sound like someone else. In five years, he sleep-talked a bunch, but he has never whispered or changed his voice until recently. He said a few things, which I tried to commit to memory. La, la, la. I think it's like, there you go. Or, day on, day on, me day on. Come, Mr. Tallyman, tay all me bananas. He's still in the trees. Where were, where were you? I looked for you. And, oh, it's time. <laughs> about the same time, I heard a noise outside, which sounded like an old man grumbling to himself about something. Fucking dumb bullshit. I haunt a fucking kid. I got shit to do. I'm 90,000 years old. We live in Nor Nor Northern California in a really woodsy town. So when you look, is it really referred to as NorCal, not NoCal? That's dumb. I mean, I don't know. It's SoCal. I don't question SoCal. Yeah, I guess. And NoCal, that makes it sound like it's not California. That's I right. I live in NoCal. We live in NorCal in a really woodsy town. So when you look out our bedroom window, there are tons of trees across the street. It was very dark, but I'm fairly certain I saw a man walking behind the first line of trees. He was too far away to be the one grumbling, but it is very unusual to see anyone over there this time of night. In fact, I have never seen anyone there at night, ever. Looking outside required me to... <laughs> it's very unusual because it's never fucking happened. <laughs> I just... I also love to just like... I, it's, the idea is like, it's never happened, so... It's gotta be a ghost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it can't just be a homeless dude looking for meth out there. <laughs> it's a ghost. Looking outside required me to open the curtains, which lit up our room with moonlight. When I looked back at the bed, Mason was lying there with his neck craned towards me, his eyes crazy wide and fixed on me, and his mouth was open. He issued this really frightening, gurgly, drawn-out groan and flicked his tongue around. It looked like... <laughs> <laughs> ah, Mason! It looked like an epileptic fit in slow motion. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mason has definitely opened his eyes in his sleep, but never like this. He looked like a fucking murderer, which, you know. I got so scared I called his name really loudly and woke him up. He was confused and asked me why I was at the window. I lied and said I was just closing it because it was cold. I didn't want him to know I'd heard a voice. Mason, wake the fuck up! Oh, <laughs> What's happening? Why are you... Oh, I'm just closing this. Did you hear something? <laughs> Why are you screaming? <laughs> I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, we talked for a bit. I'll skip that because it was, this is getting long. My alarm woke me up at 4.45 a.m. and I laid there awake, waiting for Jose to get up like he had been in the past few nights. He breathes very rhythmically when he's sleeping, so I can always tell how deep he's under. 
around 5.20, he sat straight up, swung his legs out of bed, and tiptoed down the hall. I followed behind. Oh, imagine the the song, uh, the what is it, Tiptoe in the Tulips or whatever? Yeah, Tiny Tim's. Tiptoe in the Tulips. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, straight up, I, fo- I followed behind. When I say that my fiancé tiptoed, I don't mean like a child on Christmas Eve. This was robotic, alien, inhuman. He moved like a meth-addicted ballerina zombie. That's That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, fast, nimble, but... Because it feels like meth-addicted and ballerina are opposite to zombie. Mm-hmm. I guess mindlessly. Okay, I get it now. I had to talk, talk to it. Anyway, I guess it makes sense. Like a meth-addicted ballerina zombie down the hall and stopped at the stairwell. His breathing never changed. I just stood there in our bedroom, poking my head out of the dark. Jose looked down the stairs, standing, still standing rigidly on the balls of his feet, swaying to and fro slightly. He did some weird shit. <laughs> that was just a sentence. He did some weird shit. He touched his face, slowly for several minutes, touched the banister, touched the wall, flicked the light on and off a few times, all the while maintaining a perfectly regular coma breathing. When he reached out an arm in motion of a bicep curl, stretching his fingers and wiggling them, then curling them in his hand and his arm back to his face, I watched him do this motion for about four times. It looked as if he was testing the limb, as if he'd never actually used it before. But then I realized he was actually communicating with someone on the first floor of the house. He was making a come-hither motion. Come hither. Come. With full, confident, with full confidence that Jose was sleepwalking, I walked down the hall and leaned over the half wall that overlooks the living room and totally dark out there. I couldn't see anything but the clock on the cable box. Jose stood there, waving, smiling, making gestures, then touching his face, pulling gently on his hair. I carefully ushered him back to bed and talked to him softly, trying to not actually wake him. He didn't resist. He never does. <laughs> And went back to sleep without another word. I have zero clue what the fuck is going on. I told him this morning what he did, and now we have a doctor's appointment with him or for him at 3 p.m. today. I, if I, my significant other ever did that, I would just lock them out of the bedroom for the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's a them problem. Right. Don't do that. Don't fuck around like that. You just get locked <clears> out of <throat> the bedroom. Yeah. I'm just it's like cool. I'll see you in the morning. Bye. Knock on the door, and I'll maybe we can talk about this. Yeah. I took Mason to see his doctor yesterday, and we hesitantly explained what was going on with him. I left out the paranormal stuff because I didn't want to get put in a ward. His, she, his doctor, seemed really concerned about Mason. She ordered a blood test, gave him a physical, asked him about his diet and drugs, which many, medications, etc. Cocaine, heroin, meth, that sort of thing. This is what I call my medicine. This is a bottle of gin. I oh, so I medicine. see the problem here is you're on a lot of drugs, so you're mm. hallucinating, both of you. Mm-mm. No, I don't think so, doctor. Mm-mm. With all due respect, Jeez. doctor, what's your qualifications? <laughs> well, you think you are a doctor or something? Because he's a doctor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, well, I didn't know. Mason and I are both non-drinkers, <laughs> non-drug users, and neither of us are on medication. She wants Mason to be evaluated by a psychiatrist next week. For now, she gave him a sedative at night and some anti-anxiety medication. She wants us to get some fresh air and to get out of the house, so we're going on a hike today. 
You should go deep into the woods. <laughs> a Redditor named Pixie Dicks. Nice. Brought up the possibility that the child's voice outside the cabin asking, When do we go inside? When do we go inside? <laughs> might not refer to the inside to inside the cabin, but rather inside Mason. This really worries me because for it's a child because it corroborates some of the strange behavior he's been exhibiting in his sleep. I'm sick oh, of these fuck. children trying to infiltrate my body. <laughs> you stay out of my body. You stay out of me. I contacted the park ranger who is pretty sympathetic to our situation and he's got he's going to get in touch with some of the members of his tribe who have experience with spiritual guidance and medicine. He is convinced that Faye and I have attracted the attention of the ones who come out of the mines. Lucky us. More on that later. Some Redditors have recommended that I test Faye to see if it's really her. So yesterday, Mason, to see, to test Mason, to see if it's really him. So yesterday evening, against my wallet's advice, I took her to, took him to our favorite steakhouse. I only ever order one meal there. Medium tri-tip, house macaroni plus and cheese, and a bottled root beer. Mason only ever orders one meal there too. The barbecue chicken sandwich with mac and cheese, and a salad with ranch dressing. And a Coke. He drinks Coke only. His blood is mostly Coca-Cola. <laughs> Mason took a long time deciding what to order and ended up ordering a fucking New York strip. I jokingly told him to order f- one for me too, and he said, I don't know what you want. He also ordered water instead of Coke. Usually we have arguments over how much Coke he drinks and how I'm always trying to get him to hydrate better and just drink water. This was really unsettling to me at the end of the night when we were walking back to my car... <laughs> <laughs> I kissed his temple and asked if he still liked when I called him Noodle. <laughs> he said, oh, Of course. I've never called him Noodle in my entire life. I've called him Ship Breath, Dick Cheese, um, fucking Dickwad, Jackass, Dumbass, but never Noodle. Oh, it's and Fuckface, too. It's actually really funny because my mom called me Monkey Toes. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I can I can like spread all my toes out individually oh. and like curl them and I'll move them individually. Uh, his nickname has always been uh, his nickname has always been Monkey Toes. Long story. He just I told, just told it. it. It wasn't that long. It's when we I got <laughs> when we got home, he cracked open a Coke and got on Facebook, which is completely normal for him. This threw me off. One thing that's been on my mind lately is the song the little kid was singing outside the cabin. For those of you who don't know, in the middle of the night at the cabin in Colorado, we heard a child's voice coming out of the forest singing an eerie song. I've been catching myself humming it almost every day. Like, ooh, soul me, ah, <laughs> I asked uh, Jose if it meant anything to him, and I sang it to him while he was sitting on the couch. After a few repetitions, he sort of went blank, like he was hypnotized, and just wobbled back and forth ever so slightly for about eight seconds. Then snapped out of it and said, I don't remember that. Last night, (laughs) it was when shit hit the fan. I haven't gotten a full night's rest in over a week now, and it's starting to make me feel over-emotional and crazy. Jose started murmuring in his sleep around one, as usual, but I couldn't understand much of it. He sat up in bed, took the sheets off his legs like he was going to get up, but I grabbed his arm and asked him what what he was doing. He said, Tell him to leave. His eyes were completely shut. I asked him, who? Who needs to leave? He sat there for about two minutes, not speaking, just sitting upright. I asked again, and he replied, There's a man at the door. Then, about ten seconds later, And a woman at the bottom of the stairs. Of course, this made every single hair on my entire body bristle. 
I got up and went downstairs, turning on every single light as That's I went. That's what I do when I'm fucking scared. I turned on it when I went pee. I turned on every light in my apartment. <laughs> um, I went carrying a book knife with me. You would Nobody do Nobody was in her house. Well, I would, but also every time I carry a weapon, I'm like, what am I going to do, stab a ghost? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I took my, carrying my book knife, book knife with me, nobody was in our house. I looked in every single room downstairs, even the backyard. It's almost like the person who was sleepwalking couldn't actually see people in our house. (laughs) When I got back to the stairwell, I heard someone stomping around upstairs. Someone had turned the light on the upstairs hallway off. I stood at the bottom of the stairs looking up, trying to listen, but the noises stopped. So I walked back up into the bedroom. Okay, so in that case, I'm locking myself in a different room. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm not hanging out with the goddamn the, my obviously possessed significant other. Yeah. Uh, so I walked back up to our bedroom and got back into bed. And it was like it. It was likely that Jose had gotten up to go to the bathroom or sleepwalked a bit in the room and went back to bed. I fell asleep pretty fast, but woke up again only a few minutes later. Jose was gone. I heard movement down the hall. I looked in, out into it and saw Jose coming out of the other bedroom. He staggered He was staggered down the hall toward me, then stomped, turned around, and walked back in the other direction. He did this seven or eight times. He was walking in almost the same way as the night before, standing really high up on his toes, his uh, legs totally rigid like they were made of cement, and his arms completely limp, flopping back That's and forth. That's fucking scary. I don't like that. It is. It's uh, not great. I don't know. The idea of the, the, the arms like flopping is kind of funny. Yeah. But, uh, it was extremely fucking terrifying seeing him move like that. He was totally graceless. <laughs> Honestly tacky, Jose. <laughs> not happy with it. Uh, it was like someone was testing out a human body for the first time. At that same moment, I heard a noise through the bedroom window and ran over to check, thinking someone was really at the front door. You can see the front door enter your way through the bedroom window. Off in the distance, about 30 yards out, somebody was walking back and forth in the exact same way that Jose was. He was humming loudly, intermittently singing. The song sounded like uh, the one I sang to Jose, or the one that I sang to Jose earlier. The the one the child sang outside the cabin. I made this YouTube video explaining what happened. And there's, there's a link there, but I, yeah. yeah. Basically, I ran back into the hall, woke Jose up, and brought him downstairs. I opened the front door to get a better look at the man, but he was gone. It remi- the way he describes her walking kind of reminds me of like <clears throat> season four of Legend of Korra when she's like seeing her like Avatar State version and it's kind of like walking like that, like arms kind of limp. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Yeah. Like the hair down and like the eyes and the yeah. I just keep imagining this fun hip hop walk. <laughs> it's like where it's like the arms are like swinging way back and they like, yeah. like stomping really hard. That just and then it makes me laugh and it's not as scary. Today, at the behest of a few redditors, I asked Mason if he'd ever been to that cabin before we visited it. I don't know why I never thought to ask him this before. He said nothing about it when we stayed there for several nights. He was hesitant to answer me, and eventually admitted that he'd been there once when he was fourteen. He and his parents went snowshoeing up the mountain. A few hours later, I emailed his mother and asked the same question. I didn't text because, you know, he told me Mason had she told me Mason had gone to the cabin multiple times as a child, but stopped going when he went into high school. I can't figure out which one of them is lying to me because so many people have questions about face about Mason. He has agreed to do a filmed interview. If you post questions for him, I will film his responses and post them here within a few days. I haven't told Mason this, but I'm thinking of going back to the cabin and meeting with a ranger. He wants to do some ritual with a dream catcher we found. 
If it's still there, he says he will bring his friends and try to cleanse the house and the surrounding area. This will cost me $500 just to fly out there, but if this shit gets any worse, it might be worth it. A Redditor sent me a private message telling me to investigate the guest room to see if Faye was doing anything in there. It turns out she was. She had written the number 5 on the window with her finger. I only saw it because of the condensation from the cold this afternoon. It's written backwards, so that someone standing in our backyard could read it. Spooky. Spooky. I do. This is making me. It's giving me a real, real uncomfy feeling. Like, <laughs> it's getting like worse. It. It's gonna get worse from if this. Cheyenne point. fucking wakes up to go to the bathroom. I'm gonna lose it tonight. <laughs> okay. I wish I slept alone. I cannot tell you how much all of your support has meant to us over the past few days. Jose feels so good knowing that people are constantly asking about his health, and I feel like I, I feel like a few of your suggestions have literally saved his life. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I don't even know where to begin. So much happened in the last two and a half days. The the sedatives and anti-anxiety meds the doctor gave to Jose work during the day, and he has been less stressed out. However, at night, his behavior is highly unusual. I have taken the overwhelming consensus of Redditors seriously. I went out, purchased a bunch of childproofing materials for the house to prevent Jose from harming himself or going outside while sleepwalking. I cannot afford a bunch of cameras. Sorry, I'm a teacher. Um, I bought these little knob covers in the or that little kids and hopefully sleepwalkers are too stupid to figure out. <laughs> kids are <laughs> fucking fuck? dumb. Kids, kids are dumb. Outlet covers in case he tries to jam anything in them. I hid the kitchen knives. I also brought in a spiritual healer. After a very, after very carefully searching for one, in my opinion, that 99% of them are frauds and hucksters, but this woman did not charge us anything, and he was recommended by a close family. She, she is the daughter of a Shoshone tri- tribal, Shoshone tribal leader. Um, <clears throat> the long and short of it is, she believes our house is not haunted. However, she says that Mason feels very off. I mean, to be fair, Mason was drinking heavily that night. <laughs> And he had his shirt fucking, off. Who's this fucking bitch tell me? I feel off. You feel now, off. You're I'm feeling house. a strange energy you coming co- from him. You co- it's, it's called fuck you is this energy. <laughs> this energy is called fuck you. She said she couldn't get a good read on him at all and that there is a dark cloud over him. Still suspicious of this woman, I took her to a random upstairs window and told her that I had seen something outside near the edge of the woods, mimicking Faye sleepwalking, which was true, but I pointed out the wrong window, to the wrong part of the forest. She quietly examined the other windows upstairs and said that our bedroom window, the correct one, gave her a terrible feeling. She this is said, a spooky window. <laughs> I don't like this one. The rest of the windows are fine. This one's spooky, though. She said he want- <laughs> he watches from here. She can hear him, he can hear him whispering at night. We told her everything. She was horrified by our story. The look That's on her face. Fucking spooky. <laughs> the look... Why would you tell me that? I don't want. To... I I have to sleep. What the fuck? The look on her face unsettled me so much. It was a Robert De Niro impression. <laughs> and I said, "It looks like you're sucking on a lime." <laughs> it was like she'd never heard of anything this bad. She went out of the room and had to collect herself downstairs. The woman prayed for several minutes, sang a beautiful song in a language I can't even begin to describe, and saged our entire house. She put some kind of crushed herbs on the ground in front of the two doors that led into our home. Then she told me in private, You're dealing with the hollow ones. She said its name in her ancestral tongue, but I can't even come close to remembering slash spelling it. 
She said that one, is, that one is infatuated with Mason and will do absolutely anything it can to get inside her house. But the process takes time. I don't know if I actually buy any of this, but at least she didn't sell it to me. We also had Jose take a pregnancy <laughs> test as recommended by many Redditors. The woman said it was a good idea. Good news, not pregnant. And the woman stood in the bathroom with her like a prison guard, so she couldn't fuck with the test. So he couldn't fuck with the test. Uh, we thanked the woman and left. And she left. That night. <laughs> we thanked that the woman night. and left her own house. <laughs> All right, well, it's your house now. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, that night, we attached little jingle bells from Jose's Christmas-themed lingerie. To <laughs> what a weird stairs. thing to include, right? To be like, yeah, oh, my too. girlfriend has, wasn't even, my fiance like, has Christmas-themed lingerie. I wasn't reading that and being like, I wonder where they got those bells from. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. <laughs> um, do a hair scrunchie and put it around his ankle. Why didn't <laughs> could have just worn the lingerie? Yep. Um, I'm such a light sleeper, there's no way he'd be able to get out of bed without waking me. Jose fell asleep really fast due to the meds, out like a light in a few minutes. I lay in bed thinking about the five he wrote on the window in his sleep a few nights earlier, and reasoned that it meant 5 a.m. and not five days, as some Redditors who speculated. This makes sense because he's been getting up and, uh, at that time and sleepwalking every night for four nights now. Since the five was written backwards facing the backyard, I reasoned that it was a signal to whoever whatever was out there that he was going to try to let it inside. I eventually fell asleep. How? You're like sitting there thinking like they're going to try to let in a monster into my house tonight. And then he's just like, phew. <laughs> um, I eventually fell asleep and had a horrifying fucking dream. Something came into the house through the sliding glass door in the, to the yard and walked up the stairs and into our bedroom and sat on the edge of our bed rubbing Mace, or Jose's foot oh, and staring <laughs> at us. It was completely wreathed, yeah. wreathed in know. shadow. I couldn't see it all except for a silhouette, just like the video I posted about, and about what I saw a few nights earlier. I woke up soaked in sweat and couldn't fall back asleep for a while. 5 a.m. rolled around, and the reliable little jingle bell woke me right up. In his sleep, Mason did something he's never done before. He did a fucking handstand, and I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing, actually. He stood up on the bed, rigid as a board. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hard as all. Hard as can fucking be, man. Like a a fucking mountain. And stared out the window. I shouldn't really say stared because his eyes were closed, but he was alert, watching, listening. He remained there like a statue for at least five minutes. I also didn't move. I just watched. Then he slowly raised his hand and started waving at someone outside. Hi. (laughs) Hi, hello. My skin crawled when he did that. He definitely knew someone was out there, even with his eyes shut. Mason then stepped off the bed and darted to the bedroom door, trying to get out into the hallway, but the childproof knob cover stopped him he couldn't figure it out in his sleep he did another thing he's never done while sleepwalking he got extremely angry and started pulling at the on the cover he started shrieking and growled like a trapped animal after about 30 seconds of this he woke himself up he started crying really hard and told me that in his nightmares he had seen a man without a face walking through the halls of our home whispering his name and looking for her hey stop fucking crying oh my fucking god you're a fucking baby. You're pathetic. I saw. I saw. I saw. Shut up. No face. 
<laughs> I sat up and talked with him for an hour, and then we went back to sleep. When I woke up again, it was around 10 a.m., 4.24. I don't... Is that the date? Yeah. Okay. And Jose was gone. The bedroom window was open. As I walked downstairs, I saw him in the backyard reading. Every single window in the entire house was open, and it was like 55 degrees outside. He told me the smell of sage made her nause- him nauseous, and he wanted to get out of the house. I couldn't smell anything. I suggested that we go to the church downtown today and speak with the priest. He, uh, he's Catholic, but he refused. So I had my buddy, Kay, who is a very, de- very devout Catholic, come over with some holy water and his crucifix. Uh, apparently, Kay told his priest what was going on, and the guy was very reluctant, very reluctantly blessed the water and told him to call him. Uh, Jose was irritated that I'd done this without his permission and waited outside while Kay set up a few little crosses and a big crucifix around the house. Jose refused to have any holy water put on him. He kept saying, I'm freezing, don't you dare. He's been super pissed when he finds out that I... (laughs) Wait, oh... (laughs) Okay, okay, hold on. First off, (laughs) so the line is... He's going to be super pissed when he finds out that I put that shit in her shampoo and conditioner bottles, but I swear to God I read it. He's going to be super pissed when he finds out that I shit in shampoo and conditioner bottles. He was in a really nasty mood all morning, but after we went to lunch, he was feeling better and agreed to film the interview and answer the questions from Redditors. While filming, it's just the most, it's so unimportant when right. you're clearly being haunted. Right. Fuck the uh, Redditors. Well, yeah, I did just realize that's a part of this, too, is like, as I'm reading this, it's like, why are you still writing this? Go yeah. get a priest. Well, also, I want to talk about the fact that this is so loosely defined that, like, a Native American evil spirit is affected by yeah. crosses. Yeah. Yeah. Like, does that work? Like, do Christian things I don't know. stop Native American? I don't know what the rules are here. While filming, I noticed that he wasn't wearing his engagement ring and realized he hadn't been wearing it in several days. I asked him where it was, and he said it was in our luggage, which we've now only partially unpacked. Later, when I checked, it wasn't there. I'm worried for this about this for a few reasons. I'll post the video as soon as he watches it and approves it. He's self-conscious. Expect it within a few days. I finally begun moving some more photos from the cabin into my laptop, too. I cannot bring myself to listen to those voice recordings. Yet. Since this is getting over long, flash forward to last night. I got up about 1am to pee and knocked the bell scrunchie off the bed. Mason had taken it off and was gone. I got angry and scared at the same time. I found him sitting on the stairs, looking down into the dark. Spreading his arms open like he was trying to get a child to climb the staircase for its first time. He was smiling with her eye, with his eyes closed, as I usually do, I gently got him up and walked him back to bed. When I laid down next to him, he leaned over and with his eyes still closed said, They're gonna kill you. And then he <laughs> licked my face. I called his parents today to arrange a flight back to Colorado. They're paying for it. His mom, Laura, admitted to me that something had happened to Mason as a child at the cabin. This is where his sleep disturbances started. When he was five... But when he was five is when they started. <laughs> I had had enough, and they can tell. They spoke with the ranger at Pike's Peak again. He's arranging for me to meet with him and his buddies for their tribe, from their tribe, who knows the entire history of the area and of all the hauntings that other visitors have reported. Mason will be staying with my two best friends, R and J, and J's fiance. A. I've known all three of them since high school. What the fuck? He's only got friends named after letters. And they're all completely informed about all these events. 
They will guard him with their lives. In short, I'm going back to the cabin alone. I'll update soon, but no matter what happens, I'm not going to drag this out any further on no sleep. I've polluted this place enough with my problems. Shut up. <laughs> There's like four more of these posts. Yeah. But I just also love that, yeah, like I've... This is, I would be like, yeah, I'm going to go back and I'm going to figure this out. I promise. And then just be like, I'm never going back to them. They fucking threatened to murder me and then licked my face. I'm just yeah. out. I'm just out of here. Yeah. It's your problem. You figure it out. Edit. Folks, I won't be at the cabin alone. I'm meeting the ranger and his friends there. His two friends are from his tribe. Nation? Sorry, I don't know the correct terminology. And they are healers. They know all about Pike's Peak and the ongoing situation. I'm going out. I'm not going out easy. <laughs> I also... I'm going out easy. <laughs> I also love that he's like, tribe nation? Who gives a fuck? I don't know. They're like healers or some shit. Like, I don't know. They're like fucking you, brown people. They got leaves and shit. I don't you fucking wouldn't, know. Yeah, like, I just love how this guy's doing like no research. He's yeah. just posting it to Reddit. Like, this is a big deal. But then he's like, ah, I couldn't be bothered to Google, <laughs> to do light Googling on like what this could be. Update. Dropped Faye off at my, dropped Mason off at my friend's place. They'll take care of him. Heading to the airport now. No idea when I'll get back on. We'll try tonight if I'm not too tired after landing. Update 426, Midnight, Colorado. And my Mason's parents, exhausted, talked to his parents extensively, got word from my friends. Mason started feeling really ill, wanted to go home. They moved the whole posse over to our house, which has been saged, slash blessed, slash protected, slash covered in holy water and crucifixes, and he is allegedly doing much better now. Richard and Jason, and Jason's fiance Allison, are sleeping over for a few nights to ensure Mason is alright. Heading to the cabin tomorrow morning to meet the ranger. Update um, 426. No, if the if the possessed person is like, I want to be there, I'm like, no. 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 Because you're possessed. You don't get we to decide. We all know you're possessed. Yeah, fuck you off. You don't get to stay there. You're lucky. We're not making you sleep I'll in a I'll put church. a fucking bullet in your head right now. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I'm not fucking You fucking move this. one fucking muscle in a strange manner, I'm fucking pumping you full of lead. I don't give a fuck. Update 426, 945 AM Colorado. Leaving in one hour to go to the cabin. Sorry for typo. I said it was the 27th by accident. Update 426, 5.15 p.m. Spotty bullshit Wi-Fi. Snowing like crazy up here. Met with a ranger. Investigated the cabin. Nothing unusual inside except a lampshade removed from a lamp. Which he claims was not like that when he came in here a few days ago. His friend will be here tomorrow morning. I'm alone for tonight. I went outside for just a minute when I was when it was still light to grab some things from the truck. And heard two voices making short videos with my phone. We'll try to upload. Update. Who doesn't go to stay in a hotel and drive up there? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, what the fuck? Update 427, 9-12 p.m. So much has gone down. I'm so terrified and sleep-deprived. I'm writing a huge post right now with everything that has happened. I will post it tomorrow morning because I know I can't finish it tonight. I'm going to fall asleep in my chair. Sorry to keep you waiting. Convenient. You know what I love? I think my favorite part about this is is all the Reddit comments that are just like yeah. part of this yeah. like thing where they're just like, you know, like the top comment on that is like, you know, like no pollution. We're all really worried about you and Faye. And it's like, like, it's like, I get it. It's like, it's just role playing, but it's like, yeah. I don't know. Is it weird or is it fine? I, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Obviously. Like I'm not uh, judging anybody for it. It's just like, why? Yeah. You know why? Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we will come back with a second part to this since we know that you all don't want to listen to a two and a half hour episode. Um, we will listen to two one and a half, <laughs> one and a half hour episodes. So we'll come back in two weeks for the the next bonus episode will be the second part of this story. And you'll get to find out what's going on. It's a spooky, isn't it? But thank you for listening yeah, to this one. Thank you. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.